What's up, y'all? Four transplants on the microphone. Today we are coming at you from Old Mecklenburg Brewery, the original OMB. And uh, we're three transplants on the microphone today. We got the whole country covered today, really, in terms of transplants. We got we got a fun topic. We're talking all sorts of things: sports, networking, sales, and we got a, we got a surprise for Brandon that we're going to unveil in a second here. Yeah. I'm Jack Tompkins with Pineapple Consulting Firm. Brandon with Superior Data Solutions. And a long time ago guest returning back, Mr. Ryan App with Insperity. How are you, my friend? Doing good. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, I made it. I know. You're, this is this is the I don't know. Not the first re- repeat guest, but definitely the biggest stretch in between. And two for the viewers or the listeners out there, two separate events of recording. So this is a, this is a pretty big deal. I am glad to be back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I was expecting to be like, yeah, I'm a pretty big deal. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving that for later. Okay. I'm not saying I'm the man, but you know. <laughs> but it's implied at least. Yeah. <laughs> now, so I think last time we talked about. Uh, a little bit of your backstory, right, from Oklahoma. We talked about Oklahoma football a lot, but give us a repeat for the backstory for the new listeners out there. Yeah, so originally from Oklahoma, been out in Charlotte about eight years now. So came out here just as a kind of a middle ground between my wife's family being in Connecticut uh, and uh, mine in Oklahoma. So been out here, we love it, and I've uh, been working for Insperity now for about five years, so nice, love it. I, yeah, it's kind of a good middle ground because you're not really close enough for either family to drive. Or if they do, it's like they can't sneak up on you. <laughs> it's <laughs> on purpose. That's it. They, <laughs> we got to get heads up when they're coming. We can prepare mentally, physically, and we can even leave. And you <laughs> can leave. You should be like, sorry, we're, we're well, gone tomorrow. I don't know. I don't. That's weird. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were coming. I'm sorry. We went across the country the other way. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> we went to Oklahoma. Right. <laughs> Big Oklahoma fan, big golfer, big, uh, yeah. and you were on the tee this morning, right? I was. I was at a Valentine Country Club this morning. What are uh, we shooting these days? I shot, we only played nine, shot okay. a 46, so I'll take that. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're punching around bogey golf. That's yeah, perfect. That, that course and I, we've had some history, so okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, for any listener out there, if you ever need a golf game, Ryan's out there at least once a week. I, mean, I, I try to do it. It's a big part of my networking strategy, especially being here in Charlotte. You can play golf all year round. Yeah. And so I love to grab one person and have them bring somebody, and I'll bring somebody, and we'll do some networking. We'll chat. We'll have some fun, some frustration, and just a good time. I like it. It's the it's the pyramid scheme of networking. You bring yeah. a friend, and then you tell a friend, and then they'll tell two friends, and then we'll all golf together. And that's it. And then it becomes a thing, and, and then everywhere you go, let's go play golf. Yeah. It's funny. as my son's going to college, and his major is business, and I, his birthday was Wednesday. And we went golfing, and I told him, I'm like, if you're going to be in business, you need to learn how to golf. Yeah. Bottom line, I said, you don't have to be a scratch golfer, but you need to at least be a low 90s in the 80s so you don't embarrass yourself. Yeah. And I said, you need to invest in some clubs and get some lessons before you get bad habits and and all that good stuff. So yeah, we'll, we'll see if he takes my takes my advice. Yeah, but your fatherly advice. It's very true, though. It, it like, is. I mean, if you want to, you want to, Beyond the course where the action's happening, that's, that's where it is. Yeah, I've only started playing since 2020. I mean, COVID, really? COVID hit, I got bored, and I was like, let's get into golf, and I got addicted. And yeah. my whole thing, exactly what you said, was I want to be good enough that I don't embarrass myself and that people will invite me back. Yes. And, I mean, I shoot low 90s kind of around that area, good enough that I'm not embarrassing myself, good enough that people invite me back, and 
yeah. it's become a thing. And now I try to get out there at least once a week. Yeah, that's if, the thing. You're not you're not winning, but you're not slowing the group down either. Yeah. yeah. I. It's funny. It's the first nine I hadn't golfed in like a year. Probably the last time I went with him. Yeah. The front nine was just a <laughs> total embarrassment. But yeah. after the back nine, I was one under bogey golf. So. All right. I, yeah. And that was. My putting was on fire. I was one putting everything, and then were you the hockey putting? Were you happy Gilmore putting? I just you move that back foot or the front foot back a little bit, and it changes the view, and it's right on. Nice. I mean, I think I sunk a forty footer. Oh my goodness! And like I said, normally putting's not my strong suit, but golf is the three parts, and usually two are in the trash, and one is on fire. Yeah, you're a good scramble golfer then. A good yeah. team player. Yeah, best yeah. best ball. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you can do that, people will invite you back. That's the thing, yeah. Yeah, a little wild card action. He's got a high handicap, but it'll drain a 40-footer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, that's not normal, but usually one part of my game is on fire, yeah. and the rest of it's in the trash can. But That's all you need. I, I'm prepping for, I'm leaving in a week or so to go up to our favorite place, Connecticut, and we've got a tournament. It's a, like most charity tournaments, stuff like that. It's half a drinking tournament, half a golfing tournament. And last year, the winner, I think, was minus 14, which like, relatively normal. It was, yeah. you know, pretty solid. We were one over. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story about that. Uh, when I was in Oklahoma at Sunland Copiers, we had a, a hosted a golf tournament. And the last place team got a skunk head cover nice. as the prize, if you will. And one year, I happened to... I was not a golfer at that time, and I played with two other guys who happened to not be golfers, so we shot, I think, six over. Okay. And we all got skunks. Nice. And <laughs> I had funny. that skunk until about a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rock a skunk. <laughs> I would totally do that. That'd be a very apt description of, like, yeah, this is what you're walking into if you're trying to be a teammate with me. I got a pineapple head cover and a skunk head cover. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Deal with <laughs> it. Right. This is me in a nutshell right here. <laughs> You were selling copiers? That's how I cut my teeth in the I didn't sales know you world. worked in the 70s. That's pretty cool. I, everyone said, yeah, they worked at Xerox. I did not, but yeah. So Okay. Well, I, I, yeah, it was how I cut my teeth. It was, it was. I don't want to say fun, but it was exciting, I guess. I don't know. The world of copiers. Yeah. Competitive. Set wow. me up for everything else. Real cutthroat industry. It is, it to is. believe it or not. Actually, it's really? yeah. highly, highly competitive. Yeah. What? You've only got like four brands and... Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's competing for the same sell? thing. Yeah, it's print on demand, baby, or print, print, sell by the page, basically. So you come in with a copy, you're not costing anything, but then you charge them per page. Most of the time, the copiers are used to refurbish, but yeah, they still work for most people, and then they charge them by the page. Are you are, are you going in and maybe this is today, maybe it was back when you were doing it, Ryan, but like. Are you selling the physical copier, saying like, "Hey, like we're gonna come in and yeah, print sell the physical you. copier and okay. printers and this, all the stuff that went with it, software and all of it." So then the software is how they do the print by page, right, Brandon? Correct. Yeah, depending on what you buy. I mean, you can buy a new one out of the gate, but a lot of smaller companies will buy like a refurb, and they'll just they won't be an upfront cost to it. It'll just be per page. Who the heck is using? Is it law firms that are using copiers? I don't know. You know what? Nobody, no, not anymore. I mean, yeah, nobody, that's, well, this is my whole. Like, the people do. Question. They still use copiers. They still, some people use a copier and it'll be the only printer in the office. Other people will all have a printer at their desk. I'm a big fan of the printer at the desk. That way they're not getting up walking around chit chatting while they're getting 
getting their stuff. So. You can't have any wasted time. Uh, no, because you usually have a customer at the desk, and then they go walk and have a 20-minute conversation while they're... Where they're getting a physical piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is unnecessary to start with. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. I don't think I've printed in a year, so... I, I had to print something out for, like, a legal whatever. I was doing. signing something. I had to print something, and I was like, ah. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I realized my copier at work was not connected to my computer, so yeah. I emailed somebody and said, print this. Yeah. Yeah. You do this. You gotta yeah. stop by Ginkgo's or something. I don't know. I still get people that ask for fax. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> somebody did ask me that. They were just like, will you fax me that? And I said, I will not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't need to One, do that. One, I don't know how to fax. I'm <laughs> yeah. not old enough to fax. And two, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not an efficient use of my time. No. So now you're working for Insperity, a PEO. For the folks out there, give us the overview of what the heck a PEO is and what that stands for. So it's a professional employer organization is the, the long part of the PEO. And really it's a way, a vehicle for small and mid-sized businesses to come into a giant pool for health benefits, workers' comp, and at the same time we provide payroll and the HR technology and then HR services behind that. So essentially you're getting the Fortune 500 level benefits and the HR team that you would have at a, a bigger company, but for the small mid-sized business. So they can compete with the bigger companies for talent and, and things like that. So, yeah. and, and what size business would take advantage of that? So we'll work with companies as small as five employees on up to, we've got some in the hundreds and thousands that kind of just use us to supplement some of their HR. But that mid-size, that 25 to 75 employee range is just the sweet spot. Yeah. You know, companies that are growing, Companies that have multi-state compliance challenges, they may have one HR person and they need some help trying to navigate the employment realm of keeping people, hiring people, all that stuff. Right now, a lot of companies are trying to go lean and you know maybe they overhired so that lots of people go and now they're trying to figure out how to put the right people in the right seats and keep them there. And so we're doing a lot of cultural building and leadership training and things like that. To, oh. That's the full HR package. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. And, and Sparity was sort of the OG PEO, right? I think we, you guys... We were. We were founded in the 80s. We founded the industry. Yeah. And actually, the guy, Paul Cerati, he founded. He's still our CEO. And nice. it was him and a couple guys. And they founded, brought out the business plan on a napkin. And they had four guys in a garage on a phone. And, and now we're $5 billion. Wolf of Wall Street, baby. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> really. $5 billion publicly traded company. 91 offices across the country. So. Nice. Yeah. At, when we were hanging out the other day, we uh, there was a baseball game, and they had Roger Clemens sporting that red and Sparity hat. He was. He was rocking that, and they had the Texas logo underneath it. So yeah, wasn't that keen on on that, but we do, <laughs> we, do we do sponsor some some athletes, and uh, Jim Nance is a big spokesperson of ours. That's right. So if you ever happen to run into Jim Nance, you can ask him about it. I'll tell you. I you know if I run into Jim Nance, then Sparity is going to be the last thing I want to talk to him about. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you got funny, a course in your backyard. Let's talk PEOs. Funny, funny you say that. That'll be the only thing that comes to mind. You're so starstruck. Yeah, I know. Dance. Hey, insperity? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I meant to ask you about your awesome backyard. Right. But said I asked you about insperity. Yep. He goes, hello, friends, and I just got shocked. <laughs> so if they go, let's say they, they use insperity for insurance benefits is there a savings to them if they were to do it on their own or just better packages that they can offer a lot of it's a, you do get a, a big savings by going with a peo 
because we have a large pool and basically pool all of our clients together. So if you had a small company that's got 10, 15 people, that's your pool is 10, 15 people. So if you're going out to get medical pricing, that's it. You don't really have any buying power. But with a PEO, you're using our buying power and we're basically able to provide better benefits, lower rates and lower increases year after year. So you're saving money long-term. You're getting benefit plans that compare with Bank of America, with Wells, with Duke. And so depending on what industry you're in, you're competing with the big players on the benefit side. And then we're working with you on the HR side to, to create things like growth plans and bonus programs and things like that that compete with them on that side as well. So you're able to fully compete with the bigger companies for talent. Okay. And then is it a, as far as what about multi-state? Because I know when I was looking at one point for insurance, we couldn't do a policy because I was in one state and my partner was in another state. Oh, right. So we had employees in California and I was looking actually at Ohio at the time when I was moving and we couldn't do it. And I'm like, well, how do all these big companies do it? They got multinational or, you know, multi-state. And they go, well, they're in a different category. It's like, well, piss yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of it. And it's yeah. probably a good thing you didn't move to Ohio because all those people moved to Charlotte. Exactly. So, yeah. You were just delayed your move to Charlotte. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, with us, it's a nationwide plan to United. And every PEO is the same thing. They all have nationwide plans. So it doesn't matter if you're here, South Carolina, Ohio, California, wherever, you, you've got access to that healthcare plan that just basically follows you wherever. And that's also part of it is that you have that buying power. And also from the multi-state aspect, the compliance setting up different tax IDs. So with the PEO, we'll set up all your tax IDs if you're hiring in you know, California and North Carolina or South Carolina or Ohio or wherever. We'll set up all the tax IDs. We'll help you with the compliance aspects because especially if you're hiring in like California, there's a lot of laws and regulations that you have to follow when hiring people. So we'll get all that squared away for you. You don't have to worry about it. We'll help you, we'll guide you. And then you just keep hiring and running your business. You don't say there's laws in California. Yeah, I know. That's what <laughs> that's, I was going to say. That, that's a yeah. shocking statement yeah. right there. Um, okay, so what is your actual title? Like golf now specialist? Or like what's your, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, golfer. No. <laughs> My title is a business performance um, advisor. Business performance advisor. Salesperson. Sales rep. Advisor. Golfer. Yeah. Networker. Okay. Connector. Extraordinary. Yeah. What a, it's yeah. a long LinkedIn <laughs> bio. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to shorten it, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like the way that you do well do air quotes sales because obviously it is about selling, but the way that you do sales is very much like hey like let's all have a fun event and uh, make some connections and good things come to good people kind of thing right that's that are you unique in that at its parity would you say? I, no, Charlotte especially our office we think there's eight of us and that's really how we do our, our, our selling is that we don't do a lot of cold calling especially in charlotte nobody's from here yeah and you know as we all moved here i think we all kind of had that perception of we're moving to the south is this going to be a spot where it's all nobody you know you're not getting in unless you go to every church around right, and, but and all those boys just yeah. yeah and and you get here and you realize that nobody's from here mm -hmm. and everybody's trying to connect and meet and help each other and it's awesome and i you know even the three of us, nobody's, we're not, no, we're not from here. And, but we've all connected and we're all here to help each other. And so that's the mindset, I think, of most people in the networking realm, especially at Disparity, is that our job is to help 
people and help businesses and help any way we can. Whether if it's in disparity, cool. If it's not, that's fine. Whatever you need, we're here to help. And so that's our mentality and that's our philosophy. And so a lot of we all get out, we all network, and our goal is just to help any way we can. So connections, events, a lot of our events that we do are built to one, build a brand, but two, to connect people that may not have ever met. And then hopefully business will come from that with them and, and other things. They'll lead to connections. And then something pops up and spirit related, they think of us. Yeah. And so that's how we that's how we do it. Yeah. And that's I, I like that too. It's I you and I have golfed together. We've obviously all three of us have done happy hours together. And I made some good connections last week at the event that we did that I want to get into. Brand, this one's for you. <laughs> we were doing a yoga event, but not your typical yoga. We had goats pooping on chests yoga, <laughs> a.k.a. just goat yoga. <laughs> yes, and there's some backstory behind why we did goat yoga, in case you were wondering, how did that come about? Yeah. And a few years ago... Well, was, first, what the hell is goat yoga? <laughs> and we will get into what goat yoga is and why, but when plenty of events, I had a, a sales manager, a previous sales manager, who said, you should do an event without alcohol. Well, did you sure. say exactly? <laughs> and I said I don't I don't know what that is, but give me some ideas. Right. And she threw out goat yoga, and I kind of looked at it sideways, and I was like, I don't know anybody that would do goat yoga. I, you know, whatever. And so it became a kind of a running joke with Jack and a couple people, and said, you know, let's do some goat yoga events, and we yeah. laugh about <laughs> it. And then about a month ago, my one of my friends at Triple C had posted that they were hosting goat yoga. So I sent it to Jack and said, we're doing this. My response was, on my calendar. <laughs> so we set it up. We got Insperity to host the event. We had four other people, so there's six of us. And we did yoga with goats running around. Yeah. So there's actual goats there. there yes. We, there's fun. pictures on LinkedIn, if you happen yeah. to look, of uh, climbing on Jack and me. And they're pooping on people. And, <laughs> yeah, pooping uh, on mats. Yeah, and they, they were kind of mean. They they left the horns are, you know, they, you think, oh, it's a, it's a cute goat. That's, eh, eh, and no, they got horns. <laughs> yeah. They got some hooves. So you tell them you're bending over in front of a goat. <laughs> <laughs> you had to kind of watch yourself. They would, yeah. Yeah, they like to eat shoelaces. <laughs> yeah, they things. went to town in some shoes. <laughs> yeah. so, so can someone explain what the benefits of the goats were? Uh, entertainment. Enter entertainment, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, it wasn't a real, like, yoga class. There were some people that took it a little serious, yeah. and they were kind of annoyed. With yeah. us, we came in three or four beers deep, and we're like, "Oh, like." And the goat, and they were fine with the goats, so that's right. saying a lot. They didn't like us, but they love the goats. So, yeah, we had somebody taking pictures for us. Yeah, it was it was a, actually more fun than we initially anticipated. I, you know, because we were making the joke for years and years, we're like, "Oh, yeah, like whatever." It was actually very entertaining. I I forgot my yoga mat, so I was just on the concrete. And yoga on concrete is a very difficult combination. Yoga imagine. on concrete with a goat on top of you. I did not get a single stretch in, I don't think. <laughs> no, there was not stretching. My back was actually more sore after that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, I think everybody got some scratches. One girl like literally had the goat on her back, and she's doing her pose, and then the goat had to go. So he went. And that was. I mean, there was probably, what, 10, 12 goats just prancing around looking for food and like the the people there's there's two i guess owners of the goats if you will i don't know and they'd have a little food bag or whatever so they'd go and sprinkle on people whenever you got in the pose where goats would jump on you they would sprinkle food on your back and it would just like you'd have goats fighting to get on your back 
and I actually had one that kept ramming me. And yeah. I was like, what is your problem? Why do you hate me? And I lifted my leg up, and he ate the food that was underneath me. Yeah. And I was like, goat, use your words. Don't yeah, hate <laughs> Ask politely. Yeah. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> Not nice. Yeah. I, at one point, I had, like, the guy who was, like, distributing food, like, he and I, like, made a couple jokes back and forth. And so he put food all around me <laughs> and ended up right where I was sitting. And if you can picture that, I'm sitting in food. And that was the only food on the table at the point. So there were six goats trying to get right under me. <laughs> so there's a picture of me on LinkedIn where I'm just kind of surrounded you know, by goats. And yeah, putting some protective measures in. <laughs> All right, I've heard everything you had to say. And, uh... <laughs> so you're not signing up for the next one? No. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm on board with that. And I like goats, I, I don't have anything problem with them. You I'm not sure about the, the yoga part. I might break. That's, you know, it wasn't a lot of yoga. <laughs> and that's that. I think people were more afraid of the yoga in public than they were of the ghosts. Yeah. Uh, I had to convince a couple of people. I said, we're not, it's not actual yoga. Yeah. No one's going to make fun of you. It's more of entertainment. At least to your yeah. face. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. It's more of the, the goat aspect. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, there were people there that were, you know, decked out in yoga gear with expensive yoga mats and everything. And now they're chewed up. <laughs> yeah, I know. They have poop stains. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a good time. It's, so from that, you yeah. know, back to business. I made a good connection from that, Emily. Um, I will say that. it's a unique event. It's, it's not It's not like all the rest of them. Yeah, you're going to talk about it. And at the end of the day, if there's something that's memorable from a networking event, that's a good event. And that's, that's what we try to do, stuff yeah. like that, where we just go yoga and different things like i've done golf lessons and yeah all kinds of stuff to golf lessons that's an interesting one i know i, I needed I like a short game lesson so yeah. i said <laughs> you made it an event <laughs> and i invited people it worked out real well for my golf game ah uh, that that actually is a brilliant thing i yeah yeah who wouldn't smart. you know if you golf and you need a couple tips i can't imagine it'd be a bad idea yeah. It wasn't hard to get people to sign up, I'll tell you that. Right, yeah, you had to cap the yeah. sign up. I, we did, we capped it because people were like, Can I I was like, No. Yeah. You need more than a short game. You right. To... <laughs> yeah, right. You just set a clubs first. I yeah. Think. Yeah, the rental's <laughs> not gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't tough golf. Yeah, no. <laughs> but things like that, that's the stuff we do. But go yoga was uh, just a great example of and connections were made and, and so yeah, exactly. Was, we got some publicity because we it's all on LinkedIn. Yeah. That got a lot of traction. It wow. did. Yeah. A lot of reposts. A lot of reposts. It was fun. Yeah. And I, like anytime anybody asks for a networking event, we're like, well, goat yoga's on the table. Uh, it's number one on the list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I learned something new today. I didn't even know that was a thing. So <laughs> next time you guys have a happy hour. Yeah. Goat yeah. yoga at, at Fox and the Hound. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure they won't mind. It's at a top golf. Yeah. Yoga. Uh, you know, I don't hate it. That's not bad. But I, I do like that about the Insperity events too. Like I've you know we've done, we've done like I've I've been a part of as in the invite list whatever, to baseball games in town. And I think there's been rooftop, or like a, you know whatever. It feels like a rooftop, but it's just the top level of the stadium. And also at the dugout level, there's been goat yoga. You guys golf lessons. Like there's a lot of good ones. So you guys do a lot of networking. What is the most interesting aside from the goat yoga? Or is that would you say that was one of the top? I would say just this, interesting, entertaining. I mean, the baseball ones are easy because it's those are good. But if you had to rank, what would be your uh, top two? 
I, goat yoga, statistically speaking, I've only done goat yoga once. <laughs> Therefore, I've done everything else at least twice, so that has to be the most unique. But what do you got, Ryan? I'd say goat yoga is up there at the top of the list. I yeah. Mean, that and the, I think the golf lessons were. A, a I, I, that's a brilliant. I never I mean, even I got, thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> we partnered with Valentine Country Club and. Their head of instruction, and that's how we, we got that done. Those are my two fun ones. I mean, the baseball game was always a good time. The dugout sweet, we've done somebody else in the, but they did curling. Yeah, I would do I was that. Part yeah, we of did that, talk about that. Yeah. Curling was it's good. It hurt your, apparently, it hurt your knees. A lot of people came out of their bruises. Because they probably <laughs> fall. Yeah. <laughs> Falling, or when you bend down to like push the puck, the stone, the stone. Please. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> the stone, you then hit your knee on the ice and these big. Welts. I could see that because I don't know, like, like Brandon, you and I have played hockey, but we're not on skates. I don't think, right? You're no, shoes. Just shoes. shoes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I got knee pads on. Oh yeah, yeah. You're coming. <laughs> or shin guards, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not yeah. curling, but playing hockey. So if I oh, do okay. fall, <laughs> they're coming in like full geared <laughs> shoulder pads, hitting people yeah. in curling. Well, apparently, you need it in curling too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else. I mean. I'm trying to think of the other unique ones that I've done. I will say just from the outside looking in, goat yoga would be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a highlight. Yeah. Um, poker. I've done that once or twice. Uh, yeah. Done That'd the, be interesting. Yeah. That'd be an interesting networking event. I don't know if I'd call it a networking road, just having an event for business owners. You could do a charity poker event, and if you could get people to come out, it's a good networking. Yeah. It benefits charity, and yeah. it's good. I, mean, I think... I think the American Cancer Society just did one in town. I saw that on LinkedIn. A couple of people I know are on that board, I think. But yeah, I've done that like once or twice, and it was like, you know, you grabbed a beer and a snack beforehand, and then you sat down. There wasn't much business talk at the table. It was more just like typical table chat. And then you'd kind of shake hands after. And so, like, you, you know, I got a couple of business cards out of it, but I've only done that once or twice. Did some pickleball. We did a pickleball lesson. Oh, there you go. For when last year when pickleball was like becoming the hottest thing. We did yeah. a pickleball lesson. We're doing, one of the guys is doing a partner with the Ronald McDonald House to do a pickleball fundraiser okay. in September. Probably do Rally, the pickleball bar that just opened up down the street. Probably do an event there coming up. Yeah. So. That'll be good though. That's I like ones where there's where something to do. Like obviously we, we host happy hours with the P3 group and stuff. And like, they're good. We've done Top Golf. We've done, you know, an AI event and all sorts of other stuff. And got one coming up going to be what what is it what are we calling it when when to take a stand as a company yeah as a business is it when's it when do you take a stand when or if do you take a stand yeah on an basically on an issue so you know in the recent light of a few companies stepping in it (laughs) (laughs) so that's a that's going to be an interesting discussion yeah Um, yep you got (laughs) to dance around that a little bit yeah. Um, yeah, but it's not, and, and that's kind of what we had talked about. It's not really a, a political thing. It's just more like, as a business owner, do you do you want to? It's like you're trying to appeal to everyone, and when you dig your feet in on an issue, it's like, well, you've now set yourself to isolate yourself from a group of people. Right. And that's how 2020 was uh, for a lot true. of companies. True, very uh, true. Even for networking. There were several companies that when everything was going on, whether it was COVID and your COVID policies or, you know, the, and everything else that was going on at the time, you, some companies took a stand one way or the other, it kind of bit them, even not from a networking standpoint, depending on what you're posting online, whether it was LinkedIn or any of the other Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, 
some people lost a ton of connections and a ton of respect because they were posting one way or the other. Whether don't believe global warming is a thing, that's fine, but don't announce it to the world. <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of like what I'm afford as a company because all of our clients that, you know, they, some of them chose to, to have that and then we had to set it up in our systems so that they could do that. But we had to talk with all of them and say, okay, here's the policy that's coming down. It's probably going to get struck down in the courts and things like that, but here's how you prepare for it. And if you're going to keep it, here's how you have it in your uh, handbooks and things like that and how you discuss it and say, you may lose candidates, you may lose employees. Right. How do you have that conversation? What exceptions are there? Things like that, because that's the line you're going towards. I said uh, with, with an HR thing too. That's good. No, I I agree. Like I said, it's I, I like I said as a business, I don't really see. I mean, unless you're going to go something totally easy like a kids cancer charity or something. Right, exactly. That's yeah. uh, you know something everyone get behind. Someone gets mad at you because you support kids, you know, cancer charities. You don't want to hang out with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. like those kind of things. But like politically and socially, it's. I mean, unless that's your brand. Yeah, yeah, I just don't. I don't and, get it. You know, you know, you're now going out. Only half the population is yep. now your client, and the rest of them hate you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. for no good reason. Except for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. It's yeah. unfortunate, but that's just the way it is right now. You yeah. tread carefully, and especially yeah. because we all network. You have to be real careful in your conversations, and and when you're talking to people, new people, people you you've known for years, the conversations you have to have, you have to be real careful in the lines because. You could alienate a whole group of your network yeah. by saying thing or some, posting something. Yeah. Or depending on what part of town you're in, even if you're in South <laughs> yeah, Carolina, true. Rock Hill, Indian Land, Port Mill, or North, or Charlotte, wherever, has different political leanings depending on where you are. So you've got to be kind of careful talking to whatever you are in those <laughs> yeah. conversations. It's funny as I'll go to a networking event and there are people that'll hit the paint hard on their yeah. view, like hard where... Even if I agree with him, I'm like, dude, you need to slow your roll with this. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jack. Are you vaccinated? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just, it's like they're just waiting for someone to ask, and it's like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And that, I mean, that actually happened to me, and in, in, I was meeting somebody for coffee in India in 2021, and the whole masks thing in Charlotte, yeah. you know, the mask mandate, and I didn't know, I never met, like, the person in person, so I walked in, I had a mask on. Literally, the whole coffee shop stopped and looked at me, and I was like, sorry. I took the mask off. Right. I forgot I was in South Carolina. Yeah. Sorry. We're okay here. Right. <laughs> at first, I was like, I didn't know, and I didn't want to offend anybody or, or like, have someone hate me because I didn't have it. So I was like, uh-oh. And then I walked in and realized that it was the exact, it was the exact yeah, opposite right. of what I thought. <laughs> the needle went off the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to go. Sorry. Yep. They're Killing right. me different. This. I, actually, I actually don't think I've ever talked to that guy again. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. I like this sounds silly, but like I've hesitated telling people I'm a Yankee fan because like that's, that's you know it's true. That's rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, and even that yeah, gets right. some reaction. I'm yeah. like, look, that's guys, also fair. <laughs> I grew up <laughs> right in the '90s in Oklahoma. Who Barry Switzer, coach at Oklahoma forever, Dallas Cowboy, you know, coach Troy Aikman. From Henrietta, Oklahoma. Also from okay. UCLA. Well, he was at Oklahoma first until he <laughs> broke his leg. And then he got replaced by Jamal Holloway and he had to leave. But he was, you know, Oklahoman. So, yeah, I gravitated towards being a Dallas fan and you know, I stick with him. Yeah, that's I, that's why your wife is still stuck hostage in Philly right now. They're like, no, we heard. Well, I, we heard I, I told her, I said, keep it, keep it low. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tell me you like Jalen Hurts. 
<laughs> exactly. Give me Oklahoma. <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, Ryan, after the disparity, it's been fun. Interesting. Uh, not even interesting. Not even unique, but a very good take on sales, really. It's just networking. Good things to come with good people. Goat yoga. And goat yoga. <laughs> goat yoga. Everybody, go go make some Don't knock it until you try it. Yeah. It is worth You'll have a story from it. I'm, I guarantee it. All right. Yeah. Where where can people find more about you? So you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on the golf course. You can hit me up. Asperity. All around. Perfect. Thanks again to OMB. See you all next week. If I had a perfect day, I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge and have a tall boy. Yeah. Then I'd meet up with my friends.